Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, whipped her false lover, Jesse Thorne gets a lashing in a Jersey City street, says the New York Times. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Special guest on the program this week, Jasper Red, comedian Jasper Red. Welcome to the show, Jasper. Hey, thanks for having me, y'all. No, it's a it's a it's a pleasure to have you, sir. Um, so. What was this flower pot situation going on outside of my door? Oh, yeah, man. Before uh, you buzzed me in and got into the lobby, this guy on the street comes up to the gate. And he's like, hey, buddy. I was like, yeah. He's like, this flower pot keeps getting closer and closer to the street. <laughs> <laughs> was this... Uh, was this... Uh, how... How... On a scale of one to ten, how gross and homeless was this guy? Nah, dude looked like he had money. You know, he was clean. Yeah. You know, he looked good. He got. You know he, what I mean? like, he said, like he "Hey, this flower pot." Gentleman, but he got into his Bentley and he was like, he's been watching this flower pot for a minute. Was this guy? <laughs> do you think this guy lived in the building? Was he like a middle-aged Korean guy? Nah, he was a white dude. You know, gray hair. Mm. Like I said, gray-haired white guy probably doesn't live in this building. Mostly middle-aged Korean guys. And it's like he finally caught somebody. It's like standing had, by the flower pot. And he had to tell, you know. And I, th- I said, man, I don't even live here. But he was like, man, psh, it's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy because you know what? Flower pots don't just move themselves. It's true. Usually yeah. someone has to do it. Yeah, it's probably Jasper. Yeah, man. I suspect Jasper. It's a, it's a conspiracy. He's wearing a track jacket, probably so he can keep warm. The flower pot moving. Mm-hmm. Is all as I'm saying. Oh, by the way, introduction of this week's program, uh, we've actually gone on location to a uh, sawmill. So, that's good. Is the sawmill something that existed in other places besides the Bay Area? Jasper, you lived in the Bay Area for a while, but you didn't grow up there. You're from Tennessee or something like that. Yeah, man. I don't know too much about sawmills. Okay. Jordan, do they have the sawmill in in Orange County? Uh, They do, but it's a place that has Margarita Monday. Oh. In in the Bay Area, it's a place where you buy unfinished furniture, I think. Hmm. And the song goes, you need it, we got it, oh, at the sawmill. Nice. I know, it's a good <laughs> tune. It's a good record. Yeah, it was a, it was number fourteen R and B in nineteen eighty seven. I uh, never never cracked the pop chart though. Um uh, underground hit. Yeah, exactly. You know. I'm not <laughs> you know, I'm not here to sing songs that everyone knows. You know, I'm like this is like an educational mission for me. I want to bring great yeah. music to people. If you, you guys know? want to hear Britney Spears, tune into another podcast. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But if you but if you want to hear local jingles from the eighties, yeah, underground jingles. Absolutely, the real shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. The real shit, sure. not uncut. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm you, not gonna. If I'm you not, want an eighties local jingle mixtape, send a self-addressed <laughs> stamped envelope. K-O-F-Y TV 20 Stereo KNX 1070 News Radio You got anything, Jasper? Got any local jingles? 
What about Tennessee? Do they have any good local jingles? Uh, no. Fair enough. <laughs> so sorry, right. man. No, Jasper, no, you're okay. off jingle, the show. The jingle movement didn't hit Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> they, they haven't yet found music. Yeah, man. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With his comedian Jasper Reddit. At any point, if you feel like making up a nickname for yourself, I know sometimes you've been known to refer to yourself as uh, Jasper T. Redbone. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. Okay, well, you then you're going to have to chime in and drop that after Jordan says his, uh, his nickname. Um... It just so happens, Jordan, yes. that yesterday, uh, last night, I, when I was supposed to be working, but I didn't want to be working because it was nighttime, I was sitting at my computer, and uh, I was like, you know, sure, I have a Google News alert that tells me whenever anyone writes anything about Jesse Thorne, <laughs> but what about Jesse Thorne with an E at the end? <laughs> so I thought, maybe people are saying terrible things about me, and they're misspelling my name, perhaps out of spite, and I would never know... If I didn't do a Google search for Jesse Thorne with an E at the end. Okay. No, this is this is entirely wait, are reasonable. You, did you stop working to set this up, or do you consider this part of work? Uh, I consider this part of the many, many things that I do to occupy myself while I'm actively not working. Fair enough. Like when I'm, I really should have been researching an interview that I have to do later on today, but I decided that a equally, equally useful use of my time was to Google my name misspelled. Um, but <laughs> as, as it happens, it's almost like masturbating, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I would never dream of doing that. <laughs> um, so when I, at, at night, when I'm on the internet by myself, um, Checking yourself out. Uh, <laughs> like, well, I could masturbate to this, these millions and millions of units of pornography, or I could set up a different Google alert for myself. Okay, anyway. now I searched for Jesse Thorne with an E at the end, and I learned some interesting things. I added as a Facebook friend a guy whose name is Jesse Thorne with an E at the end who lives here in Los Angeles. Wow. Um, Does he seem cool? What is he into? Um, he kind of creep. His picture kind of creeped me out. Well, you can't look at his profile until you're friends with him. Oh, so I add him as a friend, and, and I'm hoping he's going to approve me. Okay. I said, "Hey, Jesse Thorne with an E. I'm Jesse Thorne without an E," and I hope that was enough to convince him. <laughs> Wait, what was his picture? What was he doing? <laughs> he was like a black and white. It looked like he was. It looked like he was like a. Uh, it looked like he was a doing a. It was like a publicity shot for his solo album after he left Nickelback. Gotcha. But he was younger. I mean, he was like our age. He was, you know, mid to late 20s. He wasn't like uh, mid to late 30s. But it was like a black and white full body shot where he was like staring into the future. Nice. That was his Facebook page. Denim vest? Uh, I don't recall if there was a denim vest, but yes, there was a denim denim vest. (laughs) If not actually, he had a kind of a spiritual denim vest on. Yeah, exactly. And it had a a spiritual uh, Indian eagle on it. Oh. That's an Indian and an eagle. Gotcha. Okay, so when I search my name, this is what I found. I get, I see this headline. You know how Google has like a headline on the thing when you search for it that said, uh, whipped her false lover. Whipped. And then I'm like, well, whipped her, whipped her false lover, huh? 
And I looked at it, and it's NewYorkTimes.com. So I'm like, oh, wow, I'm in for this. Absolutely 100%. So I click on it. Wait, what, wait okay, so... <laughs> If the headline was whipped her false lover and it would like what website would you not have clicked on it if it was a part of? Well, I don't want to see Jesse Thorne themed pornography. <laughs> That's on? just weird. Okay. How you know? Okay, I guess I don't know. <laughs> Jasper, you're the expert on Jesse Thorne themed pornography, apparently. So you try, if you really want to blow Son of Young America. Oh, you may want to look into that, man. Now, I've heard that that's what, that's what did it for uh, your Paris Hiltons. Yeah, sure. People people like their celebrities, but they also want to have accompanying pornography. Okay, well, them. you uh, need a sex tape, Jesse. I'll look into it. It might have to. I don't think Teresa would go for it, so I think it might have to be a solo tape. At least post. There's some, nothing that impressive about that. Trust me. <laughs> At least post some arty nude pictures of yourself on your blog. Oh, okay, good. Kind of Diablo Cody style. Do that. You know, once, like four years ago, I uh, I posted um, I posted something about Brendan Small appearing nude in Playgirl, mm-hmm. and uh, ever since, I get a very steady trick trickle of traffic looking for small nudes. <laughs> small nudes. <laughs> yeah, why would you want a small one rather than a big one? Like that's what I want to know. Why, why are these people searching? Speci- do they have a specifically a, a fetish for small, small scale pornography? Maybe it's just the size of the nude photo. Like you don't yeah, want to. Why you don't would you monopolize one? your whole the, browser with your nude? The you moderate. Know, you yeah. want to be able to have an Excel. You moderate to, porn. These people are still on like still on like dial up, and that's what's going on. They just they don't they can't spare the bandwidth yeah. for expansive pornography. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on the link on NewYorkTimes.com. Oh, just, uh, just while we're on okay. the subject Fine. Of, of nude photos, um, you know a few months ago we did that thing where people, um, where I took the underwear picture of myself Yes. Um, and people added clothes to it. Jasper, Jasper, we did this thing recently where I was talking about maybe wanting to get a new wardrobe. So we took a picture of me in my underwear, and people dressed it up digitally. Like a paper doll, like a digital paper doll. Nice. How they would like to see Jordan dress. Well, that initial photo of me in my underwear is the first thing that comes up when you search me on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's been mentioned to me a few times at work. Do we need to take it that's down? What I'm talking about. I can't decide if that's good or bad for my career. <laughs> Honestly, See, I think. Nah, but that just proves it. Skin wins, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> I am getting. Uh, I am getting a lot more jobs on uh, Showtime, late night Showtime shows. You know, actually, the re- the reason Jasper recently <laughs> in the was mid-90s. selected to host the American Eagle College Comedy Challenge was because of uh, a few nudes, a few tasteful nudes that he had put up on his website. Nice. And then they posted some some of their clothes on me as they do yeah. you. Oh, good, exactly. Good. Hey, that was exactly the idea. We got our face. Wait, you were okay. Wait, wait. So what was this thing? You the American Eagle College Comedy it Sensation? Was the, uh, <laughs> the American Eagle Comedy Campus Challenge. There's a great video if you search for like recently. I was like, I wonder, I wonder if there's any good clips of Jasper Red doing stand up on YouTube. So I type Jasper Red into YouTube, and the number one thing that comes up is this great thing that just says Jasper Red, and I'm like, oh shit, that's going to be Jasper Red doing comedy. 
but it's actually Jasper being as enthusiastic as I've ever seen him be about mm-hmm. anything, about wearing his American Eagle clothes oh, and yeah. like making gestures and talking about the American Eagle comedy challenge. Hey, free clothes make you happy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, so how did you feel about American Eagle? This, this is the shop in the mall. It's kind of like Abercrombie it's like light. The, yeah, right? exactly. So it's, it's like the second-rate Abercrombie. But like not not as overtly sexual right. in their average. Anyways, well, yeah, did you have an opinion about American Eagle before you went into this? Oh, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion. Nice. Okay. Man, shout out to American Eagle outfit. <laughs> <laughs> did you really get one time when I was like 10 years old, this lady at my church came up to my dad and she's like, yeah, I work for Levi's and we're looking for like kids to just be in uh, pictures for our annual report or something like that and we were wondering if like jesse seems like a cool kid would he do it and like my my family at the time was kind of my my dad particularly at the time was kind of on the uh, low end of the income scale so this was big news to Mm -hmm. us so i went and did these and then i got to like pick out a bunch of clothes like from the pile of like samples and shit at levi's world headquarters Uh was it like i got a lot of those t-shirts that said 501s button your fly Mm-hmm. Uh, was this that kind of situation like did they take you to the inner sanctum of american eagle and just let you take whatever you wanted uh yeah you know uh before the tour started we had to i'll get outfitted you know me and uh the other comedians on the tour so yeah they it was in santa monica and yeah it was like you know those tours of us sprees that back in the day <laughs> right so the, the, the nickelodeon clothes. toy grab yeah. <laughs> So you just run around, just grabbing stuff, and <laughs> did you did you get a bunch of American Eagle dreams, huh? <laughs> did you get a bunch of fake ironic T-shirts like Chow's Noodle House? Nah, nothing's ironic at American Eagle. Oh, really? All very sincere. I guess. Yeah, I very... guess. Uh, I guess. I I, I uh, had a girlfriend once that worked at an American Eagle, and I guess while she was working there, the big thing was those fake ironic T-shirts. Like, oh, really? Then that I was know, the, my that was know, the worst. That Mel- was the, literally the worst thing that's ever happened. Like you know, fake ironic Joe's Crab t-shirts. Shack. Get crabs at our shack. You know, it was like some yeah. cute slope oh. anyway, for a thing that didn't exist. Whatever. Oh God, barf on me. So they're a little classier now, though. American Eagle. Man. As far as I've known, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper, are you now? Here's the question: Are you working to? Um, are you working to uh, to get an engagement to host this the second annual American Eagle hey, College man. Comedy Competition? Because I'm looking at you right now. You're wearing like a track jacket. You're wearing uh, what looks like a Dickies. cotton poly blend vintage '70s shirt. You've got on like a, a Prince of Wales check uh, tweed hat. None of these things scream American Eagle aesthetic to me. Well, I'm trying to introduce a new line. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. So you're doubly valuable to the American Eagle yeah, Corporation. Man, you know, to be the face, you got to have some ideas behind it. You know? No, no, I understand completely. Can what, I, what did you? Um, what colleges did you have to go to? Oh, I went to you know a lot of the big schools. Man, went to Michigan. Uh, Went to uh, University of Washington, Washington State, um, Virginia Tech, Marquette, does, Kent State. Do these do these these are sound like some very American Eagle oriented uh, universities to me? Yeah, these are all schools that have you know American Eagle in the in the town. So yeah, it just went. What um did uh did a lot of the college kids um. Did you get a lot of invitations to party after the show? 
some sometimes we did, man, but we was on such a tight schedule that tour, man, that as soon as the show was over with, you know, we had a breakdown. The production crew did and uh there was a production crew? Yeah, our, everything was filmed. Was there fireworks? <laughs> nah, nah. But it was filmed. It was... And they never... I don't know why they never uh, aired the footage. Because, I mean, they filmed the whole tour, man. You know, the behind the scenes of me and the comedians. Just, you know, trying to put their product out there and promote the shows. And then they just never did anything never, with it? Yeah, man. It was great footage. It's not even on the American Eagle website mm-hmm. or something? Yeah, man. I mean... And it was during winter, man, so it's a lot of snow. <laughs> you would think they would, think they would wanna you wanna make use of all that good snow footage. Yeah, man, because yeah. I was definitely bundled up in my American <laughs> It's be- snow's beautiful too on film. Man. They shoot. That they could have made the, like a an all comedy version of Fargo. Sure. You know, with the with the film and Jasper all bundled up. It no, sounds no, like a pretty this good. This sounds like a great. This could have been like the next Bergman type thing. Yeah, man. You want to sell some some coats? Yeah, show that. <laughs> <laughs> show me in the snow. <laughs> Can I talk about what I found yes, on the New York yeah, Times website Sorry, now? Yeah, sure. Okay, you're, you you've set up this alternate Google alert for yourself. Thorn with an E whipped her false lover. Yeah, comes Jordan, up. I did not set up an alert. You are taking this way too far. I searched one time just to fill in the holes. Okay. Just so I would I'm know sorry. what I miss with my regular Google alert. I'm sorry okay? I, I made you sound like an uh, egomaniacal geek. <sighs> Maybe God. I'll do that shit. Okay. Um, so what I got was I clicked through to the New York Times website, and it just said PDF of this article is available. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So I clicked on the PDF of the article. This is the article. The date is uh, the date is in 1887. Um, this is I'm just going to read the article. It's a pretty short article. Uh, the headline in all caps with a period at the end is "Whipped her false lover." The subheadline is "Jesse Thorne gets a lashing in a <laughs> Jersey City street." <laughs> Okay, Mary Ellingsworth, a 19-year-old blonde of 104.5 Storm Avenue, Jersey City, figures in a horsewhipping incident. She came from Glasgow two years ago and sought her aunt in Brooklyn, but learned from a Long Island Railroad brakeman that she had gone west. Miss Ellingsworth found employment as a saleswoman in New York and took board at the residence of Miss Dara on Storm Avenue. She became acquainted with Jesse Thorne. Now, this is Jesse Thorne with an E. I don't want people to think that this is literally me, Jesse Thorne. This is Jesse Thorne with an E. And they finally became engaged. The wedding was fixed for next Sunday. Last Saturday night, Thorne met his sweetheart and asked that the engagement be broken. He had no money to support a wife, he said. There was a flood of tears, but the girl finally (laughs) consented, and Thorne went away happy. (laughs) Okay, second paragraph. The New York Times. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is a historical article from the New York Times. It seems like newspaper writing has changed a lot. It seems like it's just just recounting the thing beat for beat. This this really, you know what this reads like? This reads like nothing more than just an elementary school newspaper with more hyphens in it. Yeah. Uh, Like, for example, Storm Avenue, which for some reason has a hyphen, and New York, which has a hyphen. (laughs) I don't know why that is hyphenated. Okay. New York, 
Capital G. Exactly. Okay. Sunday night, when Miss Dara and Miss Ellingsworth were returning from church, this is positively ribald. I, I just know. Want to say. They saw Thorne walking down Bergen Avenue mm. with a young lady on his arm. Ooh. They saw him kiss her at the gate and heard him promise to meet her Tuesday evening. Wow. The plot is thickening, gentlemen. The ba- plot ba- is thickening. <laughs> Back in that day, to kiss someone and then promise to meet them Tuesday in public was just basically public sex. Exactly. Uh, anal sex, specifically. <laughs> public mm. anal sex. On Tuesday evening, Miss Ellingsworth armed herself with a rawhide, <laughs> repaired to the trysting place of the two <laughs> lovers, <laughs> and, Yay. and presently saw her released suitor walking up the street. She met him halfway and, drawing the rawhide from under her cloak, laid it vigorously about him. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Nothing's better than this. He fled with her in pursuit, but finally managed to elude her. Why was this in the newspaper? Well, I think we're about to learn why this was in the newspaper. Third paragraph. The affair has caused considerable gossip on the heights. <laughs> Miss Ellingsworth says she would not have cared for the breaking of the engagement if her consent had not been obtained by false pretenses. Mm. She had ordered her wedding outfit, and that made her feel a great deal worse. <laughs> My God. Isn't that unfucking believable? That is really good. That is what Jesse Thorns were doing in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were dumping their fiancés to go on a date. They say they're dumping their fiancés because they're not in a financial position to be married. Actually, they just want to go on a date. But if you ask me, Miss Ellingsworth's going to catch them and lay about them with a rawhide. Who went that motorcycle? Yeah, what was that motorcycle all about? Yeah, Holy man. mackerel. <laughs> oh man! Um, yeah, that's that was fantastic. That's just basically as funny and old time as you can hope for a thing to be. Holy shit! Right? Yeah. To 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 Google search your name and have that pop. Can up. you imagine if you searched for Jasper Red spelled R E D instead of R E D D, and it turned out that in the 19th century there was a Jasper Red who was laid about with a rawhide. <laughs> I may have to change that to my introduction, though. Yeah. <laughs> our our next him. comic coming to the stage <laughs> in the 19th century. You may have century. seen him on Comedy Central or in the 19th century. <laughs> Being laid about with a rawhide by Miss Ellingsworth. <laughs> like, oh, I remember that. She had ordered her wedding outfit, and that made her a great deal worse. <laughs> Put your hands together. Oh, man. I wish I was alive in the 19th century. Sounds really great. Yeah, there was a lot of poop on the street, mm-hmm. garbage. There was people who went around collecting metal. Anything could be in the newspaper. Yeah, boy. Anything could be in, no, not just any newspaper. The New York Times, the yeah. Gray Lady. Mm. The, do you think this was on the page called Gossip in the Heights? It's probably under elections. Holy mackerel. Do you think she was able to find a new bow? You know what? <laughs> I think Miss Ellingsworth's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about her. 
You know, also what's funny about that is that the rawhide beating was premeditated. Like it wasn't just an in the moment thing. (laughs) Like she sees him with the guy, she happens to be holding a a rawhide, but she planned it out. (laughs) Like, well, I'll go there and then I will beat him with this, which is. I wonder. I wonder if Miss Dara didn't have any like advice for Miss Ellingsworth. Because I would think that the boarding house woman would be like, "Hey, now don't don't lay about this gentleman with a rawhide. Well, she was you just, may be sent back to Edinburgh." <laughs> and she was, you know, like, um, um, you know, she's just a nineteen-year-old transplant. No, she's only York. been in the United she, States sure, for two I'm years. I'm sure it wasn't even her. She probably had to get the rawhide from someone. Yeah, I bet it was actually Miss Dara's rawhide. She seems like an instigator to me. I bet there was a lot of rawhides around Jersey City at the time. Yeah, I think Jersey City was rawhide country back then. Like maybe she got a, just got a promotional rawhide from somewhere. Yeah, like they give them out like for certs, you know. The yeah. only the only rawhide with rets in Wrigley's mm. <laughs> Wrigley's spearmint. Yeah, the rawhide jingles. Yeah, yeah exactly. Man. Sure, you know what you know what we're talking about, Jasper. Yeah, dude. When it comes to rawhides, the 19th century, Whip Jersey City. <laughs> if any of us, yeah, if any of us were musical, we should probably make up the local rawhide salesman jingle. But we're not. But we're Are not we? going to. Yeah, I think we will. I think we should. How does it go? Remix. Jersey uh, City rawhide. For all your rawhide needs. Laid That's about a- with a rawhide. <laughs> In the city streets. <laughs> Cannon. <laughs> Jasper seems to believe that this song is going on our is going on our mixtape, which is which is hosted by celebrity DJ Don Cannon. Uh, Cannon, Cannon, Cannon. Cannon. It probably will. It probably Roll will. Hide. Cannon, Cannon. I'd rather have it. Do you? I don't. Know if, I don't want to offend Jasper, but I'd rather have it hosted by Kid Capri if we could, because I'd uh, like to get some sirens and the Kid Capri. Oh, uh, you got to get Kid Capri if you we can, can get have. Kid Capri because he's the best at yelling. Yeah. When it comes down to yelling, which is what you're looking for in a great mixtape host, you're looking for somebody to yell different stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. You know what exactly what we're about. It's like it's nope. sort of like with uh, you know how with real big fish how they play horns. In yes. their songs. I'm aware of that. Um, it's sort of like that only for uh, rap mixtapes. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Thank you for bringing up that uh, parallel <laughs> analogy that I could understand. No problem. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it into your Thank wheelhouse, you. Jordan. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse. Jordan. Uh, with us, Jasper T. Redbone here. The sponsor of Jordan Jesse Go is I want to see that.com. Jordan, people keep asking me to be their friend on I want to see that.com. Not getting any. No, they're not going to become my friend. And I'll tell you why. Because that is not the purpose of I want to see that.com. Sure, that might be the purpose of Friendster. <laughs> I know that the, the, all our listeners are on Friendster. They're trying to get as many friends as they can. That's not what I want to see that dot com is about. This is this is what it is. You put your you make your real friends that are really your friends in real life your friends on I want to see that dot com. These are people you may work with, people you may uh, know from the gym, people people that you actually might like to enjoy see, seeing socially. You tell I want to see that dot com what movies you want to go see, 
They tell IWantToSeeThat.com what movies they want to go see, and then it basically sets you up on friendship dates. To go see films, specifically. Specifically. It won't play in a restaurant for you guys to go to, or a ball game or anything like that. Exactly. Movies, specifically. And then when you go see the movie, you can tell IWantToSeeThat.com what you thought of the movie, then your friends can see what you thought of the movie, you can see what other people thought of the movie... Uh, when I just you're trying want to, to decide be, what movies you want to go see. I want to be clear. Jesse's concerned with the functionality of this website, but I just want to say I'm fine with uh, with friend collecting on this. <laughs> I just basically want to have the most I want to see that friends. And it sounds like Jesse is way ahead. So, so hey, if you live in North Carolina, don't worry about it. I just want to appear more popular than him. Jordan is willing to fly to movies. Yes, I, I will fly out to Butte, Montana to see Rambo with you. Jordan has, not only has he clicked I that he wants to see... I cannot find anyone to go see Rambo with. Every movie on IWantToSeeThat.com, he, he is actually willing to travel to, to see... see Anything. Actually, whatever. It, weren't you recently in North Carolina to see Meet the Spartans? Yeah. You know, uh, whatever. I will go to Bismarck to see Welcome Home Roscoe Jenkins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he's excited to see. I will go to Peoria to see Spiderwick Chronicles. Yeah, absolutely. You've actually been, and what's, what's really amazing is you already went to Peoria once to see Spiderwick Chronicles. You're willing to go back to see, see it Spiderwick again. Spiderwick Chronicles, yes. I had a lovely time in Beaumont, Texas, seeing the hottie and the naughty. <laughs> well worth the $800 plane ticket. Wow. And then $10 movie ticket. Okay, so the answer is look for Jordan on there, not for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, I want him. Give him. But Give it, him friends. Sure, you can add Jordan on the website, but uh, why don't you actually add your real-life friends sure. as well, and then you can all actually decide whether or not what movies you want to go see. And that way, you'll never have that situation come up where you say, I went to go see The Hottie and the Naughty in Beaumont, Texas recently, and your friend who lives in Beaumont, Texas is like, I wanted to see The Hottie and the Naughty, and I live in Beaumont, Texas. Why didn't you call me? Hmm. I want to see that.com, the sponsor of Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I am Jasper T. Redbone. There we go. This is working great. Mm-hmm. I feel like the more we do this, the more we have guests in here, the quicker they get on board. I mean, when we last week when we had Kevin Pereira on, he was right there with sprinkles. It's, it bodes well for a little program. You know what, uh, Jordan? Speaking of that, I got I got a chance to go back on uh, uh, Sprinkles' show recently, mm-hmm. and I think I told AG4's them AG4's Attack of the Show, AG4 TV's Attack of the Show. I told them, you know, because actually the studio is basically just down the street from my house. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like a mile away, a really easy drive. So I said, you know, if you if you're having trouble finding a guest to talk about something, just give me a call and I'll just drive over and be on TV. It's fine with me. Sure. Um, so I'm thinking uh, we had a request on the forum that the next time I'm on G4, I address Kevin as Sprinkles. And I think that's absolutely within my means. Yeah. Um, if I'm invited back on the show, you know, which I can't say for certain that I will be. Did you do a good job? I tried to do a good job, but I don't know, you know, what, what really constitutes a good job? Was I wearing a necktie? Yes. Did I have an attractive pocket square? Yes. Um, <laughs> Did I do a good job? No. Uh, hard to Absolutely say. Absolutely not. Hard to say. You know, I mean, it was, uh, 
you know, as usual, you know, I don't know what's going on in the world around me. You know what I mean? And the part of the part of this job is to like uh, comment on what's going on yeah. in the world around me. You Were there any I mean? questions about Coco? Uh, there weren't any questions about Coco or New Bunny Day. Speaking of which, guess what today is? Oh my God! It's New Bunny Day now, Jasper. Just to bring you in on New Bunny Day, um, uh, for the past few years, Jasper, uh, you don't have to listen. You can just tune out if you want. As about Bunny Day, as a Christmas gift, Teresa has purchased me uh, each year a bunny calendar. Now, what that means is every month Dude, shut up. on the Seriously. first of the month, Jesse. we have a little ceremony, shut Teresa up. and I, where I close and cover my eyes, and then Teresa turns Jasper, the page. Jasper, you want to talk about something else? To show else? the new bunny, and then I open my eyes and. I see a new bunny every month. This hey, happens Jasper, every month so on the first the of the month. The items at fast food restaurants are getting weirder and weirder. Anyway, <laughs> this month's new bunny was actually two bunnies. It was two different bunnies, but they're both kind of like golden colored and they were real Jesse, hoppers. Terrible. They're to kind of go like all really terrible. We should stop doing anyway, this. Anyway, so... Uh, I'll, I'll quit. I, seriously, I will fucking is, quit if you keep this up. Point is, it's new bunny Jesse. day and it's a really exciting time. So I'm really happy to have you here uh jasper God. today because it's so rare that we you actually so tape bad. on new bunny day um so anyway i there was uh, some discussion on the forums about me calling uh kevin Pereira sprinkles i'm on board with this plan 100 percent, absolutely one one hundred one thousand percent i might say well sprinkles it's blah 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 something 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 explaining a nerd phenomenon in the news right you see you'll just say sprinkles nonchalantly just weave it in there you know what i mean and then most people are going to be like i don't know what that was all about no Um, most people listen to this podcast though oh that's true no that's a good point it's like uh you know like the today show you know most people have seen it yeah they just have it on in the background a lot of times they know what the deal is with like your katie couric's or Mm -hmm. whatever Oh, God. Well, let's talk about television, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, television. I, I want to talk about television. I we, We've both been doing all this television shit lately. Sure. Jasper's been pitching Comedy Central some uh, show ideas. Yeah, your louse, Comedy Central. Your louse. <laughs> Comedy Central's going to have to take the L. Apparently, they did not like Jasper's show idea. Uh, you can always pitch the Comedy Network in Canada. Yeah, man, with the money, right? Why not? Yeah, it is. It is in Canada, by the way. Do you think you would play well in Canada? Uh, I don't know, man. But you know, I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah, he's willing to travel to the T dot if he has to. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Vancouver. I'm sure as Jasper, long as they pony up the loonies, <laughs> <laughs> that's their money. Oh, Jordan, have you taken any TV meetings? Here's 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 the thing. I mean, I guess I, I've lived in LA for. You know, three or four years now, and um, I've you know I've had a few TV meetings. Um, uh, 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 Jasper, I sympathize. None of mine have gone well, um, <laughs> but always it, it comes up. And always the question is asked in these TV, and I had one recently, and always the question comes up. So like, so what are you watching? What are you into? Like, what excites you on TV? Uh, and you know, honestly, I, you know, if I was to give an honest answer to this, um, it would be, um, well, I don't have cable in my house, but I, uh, I do watch at least one episode of Futurama a day. And sometimes, um, I like to watch mystery science theater episodes that people have uploaded to the internet and sometimes frontline. 
<laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so crazy. we don't. Yeah, we don't have cable. I. Um, it's yeah, been a long time. I want to have one it. of those. I want to have one of those meetings and just be like, "Oh God, I have really been loving the road show lately. Antiques Roadshow. Mm-hmm. That's my number one. Right. Um, those two twin guys that uh, that appraise the furniture. Holy shit. Um. You know what? Uh, I'm call me crazy, but I think the future of television is Simpsons reruns. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing that's in my wheelhouse to talk about. Do these people watch the TV shows and get excited? Yeah, yeah, about no. Them? I mean, I I think you know they're looking for me to say, uh, you know, jackass. Yeah, Jack. You know, heroes. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Battlestar Galactica. Like, um, you know, I think they just assume because of the kind of guy that I am that. I'm Did you be, just like nerd shit? Like, yeah, yes. Like, been watching Lost this season. Um, <laughs> no. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I've played it off a couple of different ways. Um, you know, I've I've tried to fake it a few times. Uh, definitely tried to like. You know, I've seen you know seven episodes of Lost in my life. Trying like you know, God, that mystery just keeps getting weirder and weirder, right? <laughs> you know. Um, it is quite a mystery. Yeah, no, I've never seen. I I tried to watch one episode of Heroes and fell asleep in the middle. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I want I I want to watch the TV shows that they film on my block. Yeah, which would be The Unit, CSI New York, and Heroes. Yeah, those shows are always on my block. I just kind of want to see my yeah. block on TV. It's probably fun. Do you think that would work at one of these meetings? Just throwing it out there as a possibility. Is your block ever on TV? Yeah, my block's been on uh, on, been on TV a few times. Well, there you go. I don't. I forget what shows. Anyways, you know what would be a good answer to these people? Nash Bridges. (laughs) Yeah, because who fucking doesn't like Nash Bridges? You know what I mean? You got Nash, you got uh, Cheech. Cheech. You got that. You got that sweet car. Really cool car. Cool Mustang. And then there's Cheech. And then there's Cheech. So I don't know. I, I mean, and maybe I'm thinking like it's. Maybe it's better for my career if I just pony up the... I mean, how much is it a month to get a nice cable package? Uh, 50. 50 bucks? You say 50. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right, Jasper? Yeah, man. You got that sound. cable? I do got the cable. How do you like it? It's lovely. How much does it cost? Uh, Well, me and my roommate split it. So, oh, see. Jasper. You, you have some sort of direct TV TiVo situation? Uh, No, nah, but we got the uh, Time Warner On Demand. Oh, man. See, that's the thing. If I got cable, I would want to have, like, that heavy-duty-ass cable. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I guess I could afford it, but I, I don't know that I would ever watch it. Really, basically, all I want to watch is Futurama. Futurama and then play some video games and go to bed. Like, <laughs> that's And, and this time I was – and this time I, I went the um, – did I, like, accidentally hit my answering machine? I don't know. Something bizarre is – Oh, yeah, I accidentally... I should lock the keys on my phone. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. <laughs> Jeez this Louise. Um, this is embarrassing. Yeah. I feel like a real J.A. I'll tell you what What I watch on cable, because mm. we don't we don't have cable here at my house either, and we basically, we don't get broadcast TV either because it's yeah, a brick I, building. I think I get, I get a, um, yeah, I get a really fuzzy Fox. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds cute. <laughs> um, I get a real yeah. I get a real fuzzy fox in CBS sometimes, my, but never when I when never when Letterman comes on. My mom basically like through my entire life had never watched television, mm-hmm. like literally never, and not because she was like against it on principle or anything. She just it was just not a thing that she did. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like occasionally she would watch something, you know, on PBS, like just once in a while, and. Um, and then when I graduated from high school, went to college, moved out, you know, she, she at some point, I don't know, maybe when I was like about 21, she got like direct TV. Like she went from never having cable in her entire life, you know, adjust the bunny ears so you can watch Wild America, <laughs> uh, to having like two, 250 channels or some shit that she barely even knows how to operate the remote control. But when I go and visit my mom's house, I just all I watch is rap videos. Like I will just sit there and watch rap yeah. videos for like hours. I forget that like that's what I did in college. I really like watching rap videos. <laughs> like I don't think like a lot of times like if you turn on your BET that's the only channel that shows rap videos for the most part and uh and you watch the rap videos like a solid two thirds of the songs are shitty songs, you know what I mean? So I don't think it would work if I was trying to watch the rap videos every day because I'd be like, this fucking shitty song again. I don't want to watch this. But I'll watch even a shitty rap video once because like, hey, here's this song. I wonder if I like this song. What's going on in this video? Oh, look at that lady. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> look, look, look at that, that car. They're, look at that car they're driving around, you know? Like yeah, what, whatever's going on in there. Do you like to watch rap videos, Jasper? I had you yeah. pegged for an indie rock guy for some reason. Nah, you way I, off. I had you. I had you <laughs> pegged as a guy that was that was you know watching the Tegan and Sarah videos. See, I don't even know who that is. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am not an independent rock uh, person. The rap vo- videos, I do know. You've been known to wear an independent rock-oriented sport coat, though. Yes, that was actually just uh, more of a uh, barking thing. Oh. <laughs> at the time you were, as I recall, working at a pasta pomodoro. Yeah, man, that was the pasta days. <laughs> Some people have their salad days, but you do like you. So you like rap music. But what it, kind man. of ra- what I kind of rap music rap. do you? What, you used to try and rap. Yeah, man. How did when did you give up rapping? Uh, when I figured out I was no good at it. <laughs> <laughs> was there a particular instance or time you can think of to where you're like, ah, oh, I guess I'm shitty at this? Like when, like when, when did the shift happen? It's just when you realize it was like when you try to fix your car, you open the hood, you try to figure things out. You're like, I don't. You're like, understand. you know what? Yeah, you know, equipped. I, I yeah. So Fuck that's this. how it was. There's professionals. Yeah. <laughs> They can handle this. To, yeah. I look. I know pasta. <laughs> That's like, right. You want to talk some, some portobello? Some, <laughs> you know some Jamelli, some uh, sauce, <laughs> sauce. You're on it. Sauce enters yeah. into it. Some Alfredo, red, red sauce, mm-hmm. sure. marinara, spaghetti. Mm-hmm. I'll let your boy. <laughs> Italy. <laughs> Meatball. What do you think? Do you, if you had cable, Jordan, mm-hmm. would you be the kind of dude that's like that? Because when I have cable, the, one of the reasons that I don't have cable is that when I do have it, or like when I'm at, visiting my mother in San Francisco, I will just sit and watch the television for like three hours. 
Yeah. And not doing anything, like not watching anything, just kind of switching back and forth between rap videos and like the building of the Hoover Dam on the Discovery Channel or something. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I have the same thing. My mom has kind of a nice cable package, and when I go to visit her in Orange County, um, television is definitely there, and I get excited to watch it. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll watch a little TV while I'm at mom's house. Um, I, it all just seems, everything seems like entertainment news to me. Isn't that all that's on TV oh, these days? God, I feel like everything yeah. is like... Celebrity gossip. I don't know. Maybe my mom has a package or something yeah, like she's that. Got the, she's got the she's celebrity got the, gossip. Well, you, what she should have gotten was the gossip in the Heights package. Yeah. It's a good one. There's a lot more rawhide whipping in that we, one. Yeah, where we find out about um, about scandalous petticoats yeah. that certain governor's wives may or may not be wearing. <laughs> Um, God, and I, God, I just kind of hated that. Something fishy is going on at the Admiral's residence. <laughs> I um I feel like such an asshole. I feel like I'm one of those I don't watch TV guys now, which yeah. I which I I, I I have always hated through my life. Just those people like oh I don't watch TV. Yeah I read. <laughs> it's called reading. That's what I do. God I, I totally hate those people. But I feel like I've become like, one. Let's be clear here. Let's be absolutely black and white clear. You do not watch television, but that does not mean that you read. You're not a reader. No, I don't read. No, God, no. <laughs> you need more time to play video exactly. games. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, I definitely hope I'm not coming off like I have some sort of high horse about television. Because I like it. I would like to work in it. But I, I don't know. I just, just watching it never seems to work out for me. Well, most television's really shitty. That's the problem. Yeah. But yeah. the good news is, in my opinion, we're living in a golden age of television. Okay. Because think of all the good television shows that we could watch. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, like, for, like, granted, you know, like, let's say when I was, like, 10 years old or something like that. Cheers was funny. Sure. You know, and kind of a, you know, I mean, Cheers is just Cheers, you know. It's like just like a really for, a well-executed formula. But, you know, it's funny, you know. The actors are very funny, you know, like so on and so forth. But like 1991 or whatever, 1992, I don't know, maybe Northern Exposure was on then. That's <laughs> kind of good. You know, it's not really good, but it's kind of good. I guess Twin Peaks was on for a year and a half at some point. You know what I mean? Like the 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 shit was it was a wasteland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and now like I'll go watch Battlestar Galactica. It's a good show. You can watch The Wire. It's an amazing show. You know, there's there's a lot of good things on television. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I have a, I have a hard time watching one thing for an hour. Okay, that's what that's maybe why I don't I don't get into the more. Well, I mean I'm 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 not good at stealing things on the internet. Is Jordan, one. you know what the problem is with kids today? They hmm. just do not have the attention spans for television. Yeah, right. You know, it's these video games are ta- are taking it's the a, web clips exactly. Yeah. But that's the beauty of like you have TiVo or something, man, because that way you can just keep track of the shows that you like and. That becomes your TV watching. You know, you just yeah. So that, no, maybe that's, maybe that's it. Maybe I just need to like go balls to the wall and get super cable, get TiVo, and see if I can see if I can get back into a you know little regiment of television watching. Can we talk about the deeper issue here though, sure. Jordan? Which is that for some reason, living here in Los Angeles, working in the entertainment industry. It has somehow become, and I'm not disputing that it is, I'm just thinking it's just kind of awful, Mm -hmm. that in order to keep up with your profession, 
you need to do more dumb stuff. Yeah. No, no, that's um <laughs> that that seems to be I don't know. Every um, f- I'll tell you this and I don't know, you know, I mean, obviously I've done my fair share of complaining about Los Angeles on this program, you sure. know what I mean? But like I really feel like Los Angeles is a place where trying to be smart or do good something good is like somehow like actually frowned upon. Like that's no. kind of like mm, what, what are you sure you want to be doing that? That's that's true, man. It's, it's better to be stupid. <laughs> wait, <laughs> no, wait a minute. It wait, is, let's man. clarify your perspective here, Jasper. <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. I want to maybe. I want to maybe. Oh, go. Oh, yes. Okay. Go ahead. Clarify. I, okay, I want to maybe present a more see, robust argument of this later. Okay. I want to see what what Jasper's what the point that Jasper's trying to make here because it sounded like what you were arguing was that it was fundamentally. Better, not just in Los Angeles, but overall in the world. If you want a career, to be stupid it is better to be stupid. <laughs> oh, okay. if you want a career, that was the thing that that yeah. that was the part that we were missing. You, you, it's it's weird. Like it, it feels like uh, like I don't even really. I mean, obviously, you know, like I work in public radio. You know what I mean? Like I'm in this business where there is a there is a uh, a premium placed on not being stupid. You know what I mean? But like I just feel like when I like talk to people here. Like, it's just like they, that dumbness is like, it's either, I mean, it's either actively being dumb or it's the best you could hope for is making fun of being dumb. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, here's, here's been my experience with this and I think it's a little more complicated than that. I think, I think, um. Spill them. Sure. Okay. I think. I feel like in the in the you know and I've worked in some I've worked in some real Hollywoody environments since I've been here. I've worked in some, you know, on all the lots um and I've worked for some really really dumb dumb things. I've worked for some of the dumbest of dumb situations and living with Fran. Yeah, I I've I dumber. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, true. You have worked on dumber that's maybe things than that. Mid dumb. Yeah. Um and all the people, you know, frankly, there's Jamie Kennedy's got some things going for him when it comes to creating sitcoms for Fran Drescher. Sure, um, he, <laughs> he, he's the second best at it. Yeah, the first best being the person who invented the nanny. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyway, so, so yes, I mean, so let's, um, so I'll maybe say that, you know, ten percent of the people in these environments are those, you know. Just catchphrase spewing, you know, trucker hat wearing, you know, guys, guys that you would, you know, think are the stereotypical LA guys. But, um, but I don't know. I don't, I, I, I honestly don't think that everyone is as dumb as that. I mean, I think that when you go out and you hear the, you know, when you feel like all people are talking about is rock of love or, you know, Britney's meltdown or something like that. I feel like the times that I've tried to have a more intelligent discussion with people, it's been it's been successful, but people I think people just like that's the common ground. You know, like people it's Yeah, it's safe. that's but that's my point. And I don't know if that's LA, that I think that might be everywhere. That it's just like when you're having a conversation with people who you're not close to, 
the common ground is Britney's Meltdown or Rock of Love. I'm not, I don't think it's necessarily L.A. I feel like the times that I've tried to have a political discussion with somebody or about something, you know, about something deeper than that, it's been, it's been successful, but, you know, and it is, and it is so much about appearances and relationships that you feel like you have to just go with the, you know, like, all right, I have to have a conversation with this person, you know, so much of it is appearance, um, Let's just go to, you know, let's just go to Flavor of Love because we can all agree that, you know, that's dopey and it's, and it, you know, it's trashy, but I love it. You know, you kind of know that that conversation is going to go well, but I don't think Except it's necessarily. Except here's the thing, Jordan, hmm. and I'm not trying to be a dick about it. No, sure. But I don't agree with that. That's the thing. Like, I'm f- completely on the outside of this. Oh, no, like, I, I'm not saying that I agree that Rock of Love is worth watching. But I'm just saying that that two people unrelated, you know, two people who don't know that much about each other who are in a work environment or a casual drinks environment, like, what's the safest thing to bring up, you know? I mean, maybe it's maybe it's because I um, maybe it's because I've like worked mostly in nonprofits when I've had real life jobs. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe I lived in San Francisco and stuff, but like I just feel like in the context that I'm used to, that would be something that people would even even among those people who liked it. Unless they were specifically dumb people Mm -hmm. hanging out in a group of other dumb people. In which case, all bets are off. But like, if it was a mi- mixed company, people in- wouldn't go there. They would go in the other direction. They would think of the fanciest shit, the, the like cleverest, sharpest shit they could think of, and try and talk about that because it would be embarrassing to talk about something that dumb. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's the context that I feel like, and I and I don't know. You know, I mean, obviously, it's not like I'm like out on the town all the time here in Los Angeles, but like. I I I can say that you know every time Teresa comes home from her law school yeah yeah that is all she ever like that is her social impression of every single person that she talks to that same specific thing like she'll she'll say I cannot believe these people what the fuck is going on and like Teresa is in law school like these are people a group of a large group of people who've come together to gain an advanced degree <laughs> you see what I'm saying like and that is what's going on there too and she was in college not that long ago and it was not what was going on yeah. In her college. Well, I mean, college, when you're in college, you, I feel like there's so much more shared things to talk about. I don't know. I feel like it's maybe more a... Well, she's in law school now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. In, now that she's in law school, like, these are... It's still an educational environment with people who are, you know, uh, you know, success-oriented enough to, like, have a plan for their lives and be implementing it or whatever, no matter what you may think of the plan they have for their lives which uh, is often in this particular law school, like, let's see if I can make $300,000 a year my first year out of law school or something, you know. But, um, but like, the, these are people who are oriented towards success. I just, I mean, I, maybe I'm just sounding like an asshole, but, like, it's not, it's not that, it doesn't bother me that, like, some people are dumb in the world. Like, that's fine, sure. you know. It's just, like, it's more about, aspirations like it's more about like what you value and think is significant like it doesn't really matter how 
like it's the part that bothers me isn't that there are less smart people here in Los Angeles. I think there are lots and lots of smart people here in Los mm-hmm. Angeles, especially in the entertainment industry, because if you want to be successful in the entertainment industry, um, you come to Los Angeles to work. And, uh, you know, so there's as, as many people often point out to me, and I totally agree, it's full of brilliant, creative people, this city. But like the, the culture is drives things down instead of driving things up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that does that seem like me just being a dick? Maybe I'm just being a dick. Mm-mm. Nah, there is a blatant d- dumbing down. I feel. And just like it's just like these, all these dudes in like Ed Hardy t-shirts. Yeah. It was. I mean, it's funny. You know, like the other day when I went to um when I went to uh, G4 TV, mm-hmm. and like I mean, you could tell when Kevin was here. Like I just I think he thought he was like a really great guy, like a really good guy, and uh, and everyone that I met there on the show was also like super nice and like clearly bright, and like they work for the Nerd Channel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like they have a lot invested in like knowing about stuff and caring about stuff, you know, like that's what being a nerd is all about. But like it still kind of had at least sixty five percent that tone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess that is something. I guess that is, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess that even, you know, I guess I would consider myself a, you know, you know, bright, culturally aware person. But, you know, I still, you know, I still organize, you know, segments in my work where girls in bikinis are washing a car. You know, I guess, yeah, I mean, maybe that is, hmm. I wonder what that's, I don't know. Hard to say. <laughs> Jasper, all right everybody in la is dumb here's my headshot i concede <laughs> jasper have you ever run into this like a, a, like actively in your career because you're out i mean i'm sure you're you're like yeah, a, you're at this point in your career where you're like you're like a successful comedian you're you're still very young you're like uh you're like the kind of handsome guy that people would want to host their show on MTV or something <laughs> like that you know what i mean like so you must be dealing with you must but you're also like your your actual comedy is like super is like very smart and and sharp but i would imagine that your skill set would also lend you to doing dumb things so i would imagine that like when people are recu- recruiting you it's often for some dumb shit well that's the thing about being a comedian man they think uh if you're a comedian, that your comedy is for all purposes, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not like that, man. You know, people, some people do a particular type of uh, comedy, so sometimes, you know, I get called or offered auditions that really don't fit my brand of humor. And uh, <laughs> can you give an example? Nah, I, I can't, hear man. I can't. <laughs> give me one example. Because it'll maybe sound uh, ungrateful to have, you know. These, these opportunities. Well, this, is, this segment is all about being ungrateful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, it's but that. But the, the, uh, let's be clear. We really like the weather here in Los Angeles. It's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful weather. Seventy-two and sunny <laughs> yeah, every day. Absolutely. But you know, I mean, being a, a minority in Hollywood, you know, you're gonna get some dumb shit thrown at your way because you know Hollywood keeps minorities in a certain place, and you can't really brought your wings too much or they say nah that's not what y'all do this is what y'all do so you you do face that type of like oh it it feels like a it feels like a kind of a double jeopardy situation because you're like i mean the other day uh uh um uh i saw uh 
I went to this Ben Carlin reading, and um, Larry Wilmore was there, and uh, the, he's the senior black correspondent for The Daily Show these days. He also writes for The Office sometimes. And um, but Larry Wilmore, they introduced him, in the, and his resume is like unfucking believable. Like this guy, this guy created the Bernie Mac show, which um, I mean, I don't know if this sentiment is going to be universal in our audience, but I really liked the Bernie Mac show, and it was a, I thought it was like a perfect vehicle for Bernie Mac, who I think is a pretty brilliant comedian. He created the PJs, which I thought was a very funny show with mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy. Like he did all this different shit, and it occurred to me like. Holy shit, like over the past, like over the course of his career, like how many television shows have there been that were mostly black people in the show where it wasn't just some dumb black people doing a dumb thing that's like the, that could have been done in like 1971. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't that like homeboys in outer space model. (laughs) But like the question is, the question then becomes, and it's like I said, it's the same question that that you or I would face, but like times three, because there's only, you know, they only give, they only give black people one slot, you know what I mean? On network television. Right. (laughs) Like, no, we already got a black people show. (laughs) I know. So yeah, that stuff is frustrating, man. Especially when, you know, there's a lot of talented people out there who are not getting their uh, shot because of, you know, just closed minded views on, minorities you know yeah i mean maybe the maybe the feeling of you know maybe the feeling of dumbness and when it comes to you know what kind of entertainment people are trying to make um maybe it's just i mean maybe it's just this gross underestimation of what people would want to watch i mean maybe it's just a a contempt for the rest of the world is that you think that enters into it at all yeah ignorance is bliss you know (laughs) you know it's better to be ignorant, man. Like I say, it's better to be stupid. <laughs> I just wish you. This is what I would like to see, and this is something that actually the other day on on the uh, OK Player message board that both Jasper and I post on from time to time, there was this big argument uh, because there was an article about um, there was an article about uh, uh, Tyler Perry's sitcom. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if you've seen the show. It is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to put too fine a point on it. This is a horrible show. And he apparently, and I just thought it was to, horrible. To be fair, I also I also visited the um, uh, another sh- the Tyler Perry shows on TBS, right? Uh-huh, yeah. I watched um, uh, twelve items or less, uh-huh. ten items or less, ten items the, or less. The I idea, think, yeah. which um, was kind of it was just supposed to be the edgy improvised. Yeah, TBS it's improv, kind. Arrested Development style, that kind of single. It was fucking terrible. It was so <laughs> bad. It was so unfunny. Okay, and, so but uh, uh, let, anyways. let me say this about Tyler Perry. So what I found, what I and like I kind of like admired Tyler Perry because he's really like it, I think it's admirable to like totally make your own path as he has. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's basically the all of his success is like due to him. You know what I mean? Like I may may or may not be interested in his cultural production, you know what I mean? But like at least he's he's doing a thing for himself, which is like in Hollywood is a tough thing to do. But I, this article was about how he he made a hundred episodes of his show <laughs> in a year. Wow, it's like he made a hundred episodes of his show in a year. They didn't film a hundred episodes. Did they, they they made filmed one hundred episodes. 
And one of the things they they kind of mentioned in passing in this article is that uh, Tyler Perry actually was having actors, he was handing actors a script and then having them shoot the scene. Wow. They were shooting it without, not only without rehearsal, hmm. without even a table read. Jeez. They were just, the first take on the lines was the take that they were using for the television and this show, show. This show is a success. It's a successful show? Well, it's moderately successful. I okay. mean, you know, like it isn't extraordinarily successful. It has achieved the level of success that you can achieve if you have the barest level of competency and <laughs> uh, and you are, are a black person that is allowed to have a TV show. Mm-hmm. You know, which is like there are lots of black folks out there who are just like, I wish there were black people on television. They're like, well, if I get something okay... I'm just going to have to settle. You know what I mean? Like, and, but the question is like, what are you supposed to do when you're put into that situation? Like, because I was, I was, this article upset me because I'm like, you know what? It's one thing to be like making stuff that I don't like, which is well, Tyler Perry's forte, but it's a whole other thing to be making shit that I don't like. And obviously like not even trying, you know, like if you're making a hundred in a year, that means that you don't care whether you're making something that's good. Mm. And we should be clear, a sitcom yeah. normally makes about 20 in a year. Yeah, 20 is a lot these days. I think make uh, 10 or 12 is more the... Uh, exactly. More. And a hundred, the reason he would make 100 in a year is because 100 <laughs> is, is considered to be the minimum number to be able to sell something into syndication. Mm-hmm. So the goal was to that have kind of a stable that they can run... Of forever and ever and ever that they all made in in one year, but like if you're making a hundred episodes of a TV show in a year, you're basically, in my opinion, just like flipping off the audience, being like, "Fuck you, I don't care." Like, and and it go and it becomes just like Tyler Perry, Tyler Tyler Perry saying, "I look at this marketplace. I see that there is this uh, hole in the marketplace for." Uh, a sitcom that has these qualities, you know, it's a family sitcom, it stars black people, you know, uh, faith is a part of it, but not a huge part of it. Like he has this kind of like formula that he recognizes that there's this audience for. And instead of trying to fulfill it with artfulness, Mm -hmm. he's just tried to fill it with, uh, well, I know. Syndication-ness. Exactly. And like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What you know, I'm the, even... uh, our, uh, uh, there was an, an interview with the guy who runs Lionsgate Films on the business, not, you know, last year sometime. And he's kind of a similar character. He's, um, I mean, I guess he's a big, he's a big super Republican donor, but Lionsgate, in addition to making the, you know, uh, Tyler Perry movies and the Larry the Cable Guy movies also makes, you know, Saw and a lot of kind of similar, you know, kind of gory, nudity-filled... Lionsgate has has long been known as the, like, the place to go for exploitation movies that make money. Right, yeah, yeah, and that's of, the... Um, of whatever kind. If and they, he kind if, of, he kind of basically said a philosophy, you know, he basically said that without saying it in such a horrible way. He's like, I know that, you know, he's like, well, there are markets that just want a certain thing, and I can give it to them really cheaply. And uh-huh. um, anyways, oh, it's like it's like a drug dealer talk. <laughs> yeah, right. That's totally what it. That's totally what it feels like. And I don't know. I mean, I just I you know, as as usual, like I I feel I feel lucky not to have to make the choice because obviously, like if I'm going on television, I'm not in a position where. 
it's like you know the the UPN's not even on TV anymore, so there's only like three TV shows with black people on them. So I don't have to feel like like if I have the black people show, like I'm the only black people show, and thus like some kind of representation of black people on television. You know what I mean? Whereas you know like I'm luckily I'm as an affluent white person, there's plenty of people like me on TV, so I can be like whatever kind of weird affluent white person I want to be. But then it's like this question: Well, is it is it just good because it's like people are working? Because people do need to work, you know what I mean? And yeah, people always make an argument about, you know, well, at least he got a job, man. He can't not get. But it's like, it's not, it's not a practical way to go about it. You know, it's, it's, it's about quality. It I mean, that's down to quality, what, man. For me, like, what it's about is just, like, it, it's not even, like, it comes down to quality. But, like, for me, it's not even about just... It's not even about just, like, whether it's successful. I mean, like, take a show like Lucky Louie, for example. Lucky Louie is a show that, you know, was created by comedian Louis C.K., who, um, I don't know if you guys would agree, but I think he's about as good a comedian as exists. Oh, man. He's he's a genius of comedy. And a great idea. And um, and really well thought out. And I like the show, but it wasn't a success. And it and when I say it wasn't a success, it was not a success with audiences, and I would say it just didn't quite work for artistically. Yeah, I I really wanted to like it too, and I, I I tried to watch a few, and it was you know it, 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 there were some funny bits, but it was yeah. it was it was a little awkward. I mean, I I watched them all, and I liked them actually. You know, like overall, they were worth. I felt like I didn't feel like I was wasting my time watching them, but it was clearly not. It didn't. It just didn't work. But that having been said. So, like, it wasn't necessarily the quality that you would love for it to be, but, like, what you could tell from the show was Louis C.K. really had a vision for a show, and he was really trying to make a great show. And, like, making a TV show or a movie or whatever is just, like, really hard, and it's kind of a crapshoot, and it's just, like, there's, you know, nobody can do it, like, really consistently. You know, David E. Kelly can't even make, you know, consistent Boston legally type shows. You know <laughs> what I mean? He couldn't even make cop rock successful. <laughs> exactly. And that's the world's most foolproof premise, <laughs> singing, dancing policemen. So, you know, I mean, but what I feel like is missing is like, I feel like I meet people sometimes and it doesn't even seem like they're trying to make something good. Like they've just they've just given up on making something good. Like, it's easy, like, I can totally understand failing at making something good, because it's really hard to make sure, something yeah. good. You know what I mean? And I can, I can also totally understand having different definitions of what is good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I can see that some people really love Law & Order, which I don't really love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, that's, that's fine, you know? Like, Law & Order is a great Law & Order. Hmm. You know what I mean? But, like... I just like a. I just feel like there's this kind of consistent drumbeat of like, well, fuck it. Yeah, you know, I I I uh, I can kind of speak to this. I I mean, this is a real, you know, low on the totem pole, low stakes example of this, but I think it is kind of to the you know, to the larger. Yeah, I mean, so I had uh, I had two. Uh, two movie writing situations where someone agreed to look at a movie I had written. And um, the first one was, you know, absolutely something I was, um, you know, something I was kind of personally jazzed about. I felt like it was my 
Um, it was something I wrote with big time Gene O'Neill. Right. Um, something I really thought was our, you know, our, really funny. our voice yeah. and, um, distinctive. Sure. Sure. And, um, talking dog. Sure. Talking dog. There was a talking <laughs> dog in it. And yeah, and I mean, and not, you know, in wild, you know, it was definitely more along the line, something I would want to work on right. in the future and kind of the, uh, and someone looked at that and, uh, you know, said it was too weird and then, you know, we took kind of a second go at it, and, um, and the second go was a lot more, you know, a lot more standard. Something that, uh, uh, you know, something that Rob Schneider could pretty easily be in. <laughs> um, you know, real simple, kind of those, you know, one of those PG-13 comedies that get released. It's dumb people acting dumb. Sure. And, um, and that one was taken infinitely more seriously and and yeah that was i and but i don't think it was because that the people looking at it uh liked it more which i don't think was the case i think the people looking at it you know actually seemed to have more personal enthusiasm for the good one but the feeling was that uh america is really really dumb was kind of the attitude Mm -hmm. i don't know but maybe that is, is is part of the Maybe the, the 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 dumbness of L.A. doesn't come from the actual dumbness of the people. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just maybe from a cynical, you know, a cynical hatred of the rest of the world. I don't know. Or, yeah. hmm, anyway. Well, I mean, I, I, do, I certainly have a cynical hatred of the rest of the world. Well, let's be clear. Don't sell me let's short, Jordan. We're all iconoclasts in this room. Well, this is a this is a discussion to be. Uh, <laughs> but it's true, man. I mean, it is the people. If you put shit on a plate, <laughs> yeah. people come by and eat it. <laughs> or you gonna make the shit maker or the shit eater? <laughs> yeah, that was a powerful metaphor, Chad. <laughs> yeah. 25, 25 years from now in media studies classes, people are going to be like, it all goes back to Jasper Red's classic shit on a plate the, metaphor. what we call the red bone theory. You can shit on a plate, or you can eat shit off of a plate. Uh, okay, well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Yep. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Uh, Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I am Jasper T. Redbone. Um, wrapping things up on this week's program, uh, no new action items, but we have these really good action items going on. The biggest news, I would say, in Jordan, Jesse, go world right now is the bracket for the historical battle is up. Mm. Uh, King Grebo on the Maximum Fun forums. I don't think I'll ever be able to say that out loud without laughing uh, uh, quietly. Um, King Grebo on the Maximum Fun Forums put together the bracket. We're going to start the bracket. We're going to start the voting very soon. We're going to do uh, the first couple of rounds. It's a bracket of 64, so we're going to do the first couple of rounds really aggressively where we're going to have battle, uh, historical eras battling against each other. Uh, you know, maybe eight at a time, something like that, in the early mm-hmm. going, and we won't we won't go to one at a time until we get to maybe the quarterfinals, something like right, that. Right. Um, but there's a lot of cool. He's broken it up regionally, so uh, we're gonna you know we're gonna find out which wins in the era of good feelings versus the Mayan classical era. 
Um, it's going to be a lot of excitement. Uh, we're having a battle to find out what the best, best historical era was, Jasper, okay. just so you know, just to bring you in on this. All right. Um, and of course, we're still open to your creative uh, reinterpretation of Jordan Jesse Go uh, ideas and ideas for what to do with the twenty bucks. Um, we're going to try. Let's. We should bring back Clifford and Kid and do a candy thing one I way think or that's the probably, other. Probably, yeah. I mean, everybody who said if you're going to do a candy thing, bring back Clifford and Kid. And we love Clifford and Kid. So, sure. and they were great on the show. They were happy to do it. So we'll bring him back. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. The number to call if you have something you'd like to talk to us about or what, just about whatever. Um, Jasper, you've got some uh, stand-up gigs coming up. You got March seventh at the West Side Eclectic here yes. in L.A. You're doing a set. Are you got anything on the road coming up? On the road, uh, I will be opening up for Daniel Tosh, part of the Tosh Tour 2008. I will be with him in the crea- Dallas, Texas, the and crea- Austin, Texas. The creatively named Tosh Tour 2008. <laughs> yeah. um, Daniel Tosh, another really a great, funny comedian. You really don't want to miss the chance to see Jasper. So I imagine that's a that's a, you're playing to pretty big audiences there. If you're yeah, man, it's been nice to uh, play those audiences that he draws, man. Is very cool, man. So I'm I'm very, I'm very grateful that he brought me along. What's your MySpace MySpace slash Jasper Red? Yes, right. Uh, and Jasper Red, uh, Jasper spelled as you would expect. Red spelled with uh, two D's. Two D's, ladies and gentlemen. Throw some two D's. Um, on that. Yeah. On it. Uh, on that so and so. Sure. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. If you want to email us, the email address jjgo at maximumfun dot org. And we've got this cool discussion of the game and all this, all kinds of cool discussions going on on the forums right now. And we'll see you there. And uh, we'll see you next week. Next week's show might come at a weird time because Jordan's going to be out of time on uh, town on the weekend. So we'll have to figure out when we can do next week's show. But uh, uh, well, it's coming. It'll happen. It'll happen. We're making shit. This happen. isn't going to be the last show. Yeah, this is the end of uh, Jordan Jesse Go. No, wait, I might die. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to die. I think gonna I'm die. probably going to die any day now. I'm. That's the spirit. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I wonder if I'm already dead. Yeah, maybe. Have you ever thought about that? Uh, you ever look up at the stars and think just how small we all are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's well, deep. We'll see you next Maybe week. Maybe we're just on a, some giant's finger. We'll see you next week on Jordan Jesse yeah. Go, huh? So mm-hmm. a little something, a little something to chew on. Yeah. A little, little brain candy. We'll see you next week on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> <laughs>